Hi, my friends. This week on the podcast, we have my sister-in-law, Hannah Seymour. She married my brother, Tyler, and she is one of my favorite people to talk to and learn from and look up to. So let's talk to Hannah. Well, we have one of my favorite people on planet Earth in the room today. It is my sister-in-law, Hannah Seymour. She married my fifth brother, Tyler, and I would like to take some of the credit for that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think you should. You know, I I don't take credit when it's not due, but this one, I, well, you know, the Lord really did it. But <laughs> the Lord did he, he allowed me to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. that. I So I used to work at a church in Nashville as not like work work. I just volunteered as a youth helper of sorts. And it just so happened to be the church that your dad was the pastor of. Yes, true. And I, so I knew enough about him, love him, great preacher, great podcaster, by the way. Uh, Give a plug to Michael Easley. Michael Easley in in context. context. And Ask Dr. E, which I'm on Ask Dr. E, so, you know, I should go to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should check it out. So truly though, he is like a great theologian of our time. Like the way that man is brilliant is... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's impressive. So anyway, I knew so much of like who your dad was that I was like, wait a second. Like, I think she could maybe like my brother, Tyler, <laughs> because they're very systematic. You know, they're very black and white on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They just like how they operate. And anyway, so we worked in the same youth group, didn't really know each other that well. I had mm-hmm. like a couple conversations. I actually took your spot in the small group. Nope. I took Jesse's spot. Your spot. sister's spot. Yes. Irrelevant information for all of you. But anyway, we we crossed paths enough that yes. I was like, interesting, interesting. I would love to set her up with Tyler, but like, how would I ever do that? Then went to Belmont and you were working at Belmont and I had to go to your office to get approval for some random thing. And as I was in there, I saw my moment. You d- And you seized it. And I seized it. <laughs> and I said, you should probably date my brother. And you're like, who is this okay. crazy student? Uh-huh. And I left your office. You I did. just dropped that bomb and walked yes. <laughs> walked away. And then what? Like ne- the next week? Well, you saw Tyler later that week mm-hmm. and we're cutting his hair, I think. And you told him. Also a side hustle of mine. <laughs> matchmaking. <laughs> you need to date Hannah Seymour. And yeah. he said. Or Hannah Easley at the time. Oh, yes. My bad. Yes. My bad. My Hannah bad. Easley. And he said like well, I don't know her, so I'm not going to ask her out. And you're like, no, but she's Michael Easley's daughter. And because yeah. he went to that church too at the time. He's like, yeah, but I still don't know her. So I'm not asking out some girl I've never met before. <laughs> but I was like, shoot your shot. Right. What are you even waiting for? Right. But then you, the school brought his company at the time to come and speak to students. Yeah, we connected like probably six months after that. And it was a video shoot. Belmont was doing this like, be Belmont. This is how I'm Belmont. So they were <laughs> they were contacting notable alum, yes. which Tyler was, yes. is, whatever. And um, so he and his business partner were telling their story. And so I met him on set filming that little Belmont promo. And I want you to tell everyone how he asked you out because <laughs> so, it's kind of legendary. So we literally met for maybe, I mean, maybe three minutes, genuinely. Like I was like, hi, my name is Hannah Easley. I met him. I met his business partner, got them all set up and said, I have a meeting got to go, you know, holler if you need me, you have my information. Well, the next day he sent a beautiful bouquet of flowers to my office with a note that said, you know, it was great to meet you. Would love to take you out to dinner sometime. Call me if you're interested. 
Now, me having, I'm like really a DC, Northern Virginia girl. Men, I had just moved to Nashville from DC, and men in DC are very forward. They're just kind of over the top. I should, that's stereotypical. That was my experience. Yeah. That's yeah. not everyone's experience. So I was kind of over that, like overly aggressive, whatever kind of guy. And so I got the flowers, like, Oh my God. I mean, he, this dude met me for 30 seconds. How does he know he wants to take me to dinner? This is, you know, like, like what did you learn about me and my character? No. But I also had a thing that was if a guy asks you out on a date, he's not an ax murderer to your knowledge. Like there's no like significant reason for you to say no. You should say yes. Women huh. at that season of, at that time, um, especially Christian women were always griping about guys not knowing how to date, not dating, not asking girls out. But then good guys would ask girls out and they would say no. Hmm. And so I would always be like, you can't, no, you can't complain. Yep. <laughs> if a man asks you out on a date, truly, unless he's like been in prison for 10 years, you should probably say yes. You know, yep. you can learn his story, whatever. So I had to follow my own rule. So I called him and was like, this is so cr-. like I was joking. <laughs> and now that I know Tyler, I was really putting him through the ringer. But I was like, this is so weird. This guy I just met only for three minutes and flowers in my office and asked me out. Like, I guess I have to say yes. And, you know, Tyler's like backtracking, like, well, I mean, you don't you don't have to say yes. We don't have to go out to dinner. I'm like, oh, what am I doing to this guy? I'm like, no, no, no. It's great. Let's go out to dinner. So we went out on two and a half dates. Mm-hmm. We called a half because there was a lunch date where I did not feel well. So it ended early. And I just wanted to, I wasn't into him. Yeah. Like he was a really nice guy. Um, there were a lot of reasons I wasn't into him, mostly about me, not about him. <laughs> and so I ended things. And then about two years later, we reconnected. And I had gone through a lot. And he had gone through a lot. And I saw him and went, hmm, I wonder if he actually is my type and if he actually would be a really great like match for me Hmm. and so I texted him later that day and was like it's great to see you let's grab a drink sometime and catch up and we did we talked for two and a half hours over a single uh pour of wine like one like (laughs) like a six ounce or four ounce oh that's small it was like the smallest I mean six yes I feel like eight eight ounces in normal so it was a no six six. no six it was like a smaller size one anyway yeah um, we just talked and talked and talked. And at the end, this is not me. I, I never, I was also always like, if a guy likes you, he'll do something about it. You don't need to go chasing guys or pursuing guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had done that. And so at the end of this time, I was like, well, you know, I don't know what you're doing. If you're like dating someone, I assume not since you <laughs> drinks with me. But, um, you know, I'd like to get to know you better if you're into that. And I mean, he would say, like, it took him a minute. He was, like, what? internally, like, freaking out. Like, I don't know if I want to go back down this road. This girl, like, really hurt me the we first time. We were both time. devastated when and- you <laughs> called it off, okay? we Tyler and I were in a healing season. Yeah, she listened to, um, uh, oh, shoot. I can't think of the artist. With oh, the not over James you. Blunt. Um, no, not James Blunt. Um, Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw's not over you, like, a, a million times <laughs> with the first time we broke up, which I'm like, you can't, we went on two and a half dates. It wasn't even a breakup. We get emotionally was- invested. <laughs> we we don't we don't date someone unless we think, like, they could be they, it. Well, he told someone that. Yeah. Thank God he didn't tell me that yeah. because that would have been another red flag in my reasons of walking away. But um, <laughs> anyway, all that to say, we went out and and then here we are. I mean, we were engaged seven months later, married four months after that. And then had your first kid five. Was it five? Four years. Oh, it felt so much faster than that to me. I think four years later. Okay, we can do this math. I've been married for over nine years and Isaac is five and a half. So yeah, it was like four, 
four years. And I actually would love to talk about this part of the story. Okay, great. Is you, <laughs> you knew, like, you were kind of like, I could take or leave kids. Mm-hmm. And, but you knew dating Tyler at some point when it got yeah. more serious, you're like, okay, yeah. if we go down this path, he, he wants, wants to kids. be a dad. Yeah. 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 So my, I, I am the oldest of four, as you know, mm-hmm. and I was just never really sure about <laughs> kids. I didn't like to babysit. There were two, three families that I would babysit for because I just really loved those families. But other than that, like I didn't like kids. I didn't want to babysit kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could really picture my life without kids. And so I knew when dating, because I thought I would get married someday, but I also wasn't like a ring by spring in college. Um, when I graduated college single, I really thought, okay, I'll probably get married like when I'm 30. And that was not normal then, no. I would say. It's way more normal today. Yeah. Um, but most of my friends got married right out of college or or at least before they were like 24, 25. Um, so I... I was good with that. I kind of knew what I wanted to do career-wise, and I wanted to pursue that. So anyway, as I would date guys, I kind of would go, you know, is this person someone I would marry? Maybe would I want to have kids with them? I don't really think I do, but, you know, we'll see kind of thing. And so, yeah, when I met Tyler, I mean, he was so clear. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we were really gender role reverse in a lot of ways. Like, he was an 18-year-old that's like, no, I want to be a husband and a father. And I was yeah. an 18-year-old that was like, we'll see. No <laughs> one can tie this girl down, you know. <laughs> so all that to say, when we did get serious, I had to kind of go, okay, this guy, this man wants children. So I cannot, in good faith, continue dating him mm-hmm. if I don't want to have children. And after processing that, it really didn't take me long. I thought, yeah, I would do that. I would do this with him. Mm. And that was part of not our dating story, but kind of my story prior to dating him was realizing I was dating men for the wrong reasons. Like I I was valuing things that were fine and nice at the time, but like not thinking long-term, like, is this, is this a man that I would want to have children with? And is he going to raise them in the way that I would want to raise them? Is he, is he going to have the same values, the same responses? And I mean, even still, no one's going to raise your kid exactly like you are because you're just different people. And that's part of like learning to be on the same team with your spouse and parenting as like processing that and figuring out Mm -hmm. where you can meet in the middle. But, um, I knew like this, you know, this guy is a good man who loves the Lord and he's going to be an amazing father. So yeah, I'll do kids with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because he's such a hard worker and yeah. he is so helpful. Yes. That like you know that you're like, I, I know if I if if I became a widow tomorrow, yeah, Tyler would help me raise my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Like yes. he is just so like he's such a great caretaker. Yes. And when you have dated a bunch of boys and not right. men who right. you're taking care of and you're trying to raise and like make grow up. Like yes. the idea of raising children with someone you're also raising sounds terrible. Horrible. Yeah. And I'd say he was, I mean, for sure, more confident and liked kids a lot more than I did, you know? But I think some of the fears I had of like, I'm not a baby person. I don't, you know, like my good friends would come over with their new baby, come back to the office or whatever. And, you know, everyone's to hold the baby. And I always was like, no, I'm good. Don't need to hold the baby, you know? So that was a real fear for me of, I don't even want to hold like I ha- there's nothing that draws me to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. happens? I know everyone says it's different when it's yours, but how do I know that? You right. know, I haven't experienced that. And so he loves babies and he's like a baby, like 
like he's the guy to call when your baby won't stop crying for a yeah. whole day. Like he's like, I, you know, put me in coach. This is I was. He raised shows up for this. with yeah. a snoo. Literally, <laughs> he's ready to shush that baby, swaddle that baby, give that baby a pacifier. Anyway, all that to say, I saw in him the confidence and the love for kids, and I thought, okay, that, that calmed my fears of kind of my inadequacies that I may have as a mom. That is so good because I there I always knew I wanted to be like we were raised in the same kind mm-hmm. of home, right? Mm-hmm. That was like. Kids, 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 kids. And yeah. I was like, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And so to me, that's like why I didn't do music. Because I'm like, there's just no way I feel like I could do that and be a mom. And now in this space, I'm like, yeah, there's, I mean, that would be so difficult if Super I was the one hard. having to go on stage every night. Not to mention, truly couldn't cut it. Going to be completely <laughs> honest over here. You moved to Nashville and you're like, yep. Not the best. We're good. We'll we'll sing for the Lord in church. And I am so happy doing that. I love doing that. The Lord and Russell are the only people who really hear me sing. And I'm great with that. But that was like a big piece for me was yeah. I made life decisions early on that were to be conducive to having kids. Yeah. And so I'm curious how your life panned out different because you weren't planning on that. Yeah, I think you just pivoted well. My ultimate goal. So, I mean, even at 29, Tyler and I get mar- got married right before my 30th birthday. My plan was to be a dean of students at like a mid-sized college. Mm-hmm. And I was on kind of on. The, I'd, I'd taken a little bit of a detour taking the job that I did at Belmont. But like I would have continued pursuing that track. Um there are plenty of women who are dean of students yeah. that have kids. It's possible. It would be very hard. Like yeah. you, when you were a dean of student somewhere, you don't work 40 hours a week. You, you work like 80 hours a week mm-hmm. and you are on call 24-7 and it's a very demanding job. So I, I for sure would have had to pivot. But I got to a place in that career, and a long story short that I won't even go into, but I, I wrote a book and I kind of realized like I want to see – where this book could lead. Like, I want to write more. I want to speak and teach more. And I can't do that even in my the current job. I was we're still working a lot yeah. more than 40 hours a week. And um, my dad was the one who was like, well, what are you going to do when you have kids? And again, I knew I was going to have kids because I'd married Tyler. <laughs> but I still had, like, it just shows how short-sighted I was with, the lo- with, with that because it had never been part of my long-term plan. <sighs> and, you know, I was like, yeah. When I have kids, I base I know this isn't realistic, but I'd like to work as much as I want to work. <laughs> yeah. But still be home for my kids as much as I want to be home for my kids. Yeah. Like um so anyway, I left higher ed, my career in higher education to actually work for my dad because he said, "Listen, I'll let you do that. Like you can you can do that if you work for me." And so, you know, it kind of evolved. It's really more I think a testament of the Lord's provision for me and him knowing what <laughs> I need in the moment that I need it um, rather than me like planning well and making decisions with intentionality that are going to like create yeah. the life that I need it to be. So he can work he can work with whatever. If you plan it, if you don't plan <laughs> it, really he's true. like, I can work with this it's because really you know true. who has planned it? Me. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> even when I planned it, it still was different than what I thought it was going to yeah. look like. You yeah. know, you can, what is it? Make plans, God laughs, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think that's true. I no. think he he loves the details of our lives and makes yeah. plans specifically catered to us. And I can even look at the details in my life of like growing up in a van with all those boys yep. on soccer tournaments. Yep. And I'm like, wow, I was literally made to tour yes. and do this thing. Yes. I was 
made for this. Like there's no detail in my life that wasn't worked out, Truly. right? And what I love about just you, how you were like, I don't know if I could be a parent. You were like parenting college kids. Like you were. Well, yeah, I will say I love teenage and yeah. I, so that was always my thing. Like, I don't know what to do with babies and elementary and yeah. even like middle school is like a little on the edge for me. But like high school, <laughs> bring them on. Like, let's do this college for sure. I'm just so glad my kids are going to have Aunt Hannah, <laughs> you know, like when they don't want because that's going to be true at some point. They're not yeah. going to tell me something that yeah. they'll want to tell you. Yeah. And I can't wait for that day yes. because you're who I call when I don't yeah. know who to call. I mean, samesies. Like, thank God they'll have I'm like, oh Taylor. my gosh, this is too hard for me to decide. Where's Hannah? <laughs> and I call Hannah. That's what I do. That's how I survive. Yeah. I do want to talk about your book because I think mm. it is awesome. And if anyone listening is headed to college yes. or a parent of someone heading to college. Yes. Or you just like love someone that's in college. <laughs> yes. And you want them to do it well. Like this isn't just some girl's crash course. It was like, I went to college once. Here's my story. Like you... We're stewarding and shepherding all of these college kids' lives. Yeah, yeah. And trying to help them do college well. Yeah. And saw what works, what doesn't, and wrote about it. Hey, guys, taking a quick break to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the pod that I am loving. It's Element. Element is not your average drink mix. It's an electrolyte powerhouse that gives you everything you need and nothing that you don't. Picture this. Lots of salt no sugar. So what makes Element so special? It is the precise electrolyte ratio that's backed by science. A thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Plus, there's none of the junk you find in other drinks. No sugar, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, just pure goodness. And y'all, Element is not just for athletes. It's for anyone who needs a hydration boost. Whether you're following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet, it has got you covered. Electrolytes are essential for hundreds of functions, from nerve impulses to nutrient absorption. Element ensures that you stay balanced. Have you ever dealt with headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, or sleeplessness? If you caught my episode with Courtney, who is a postpartum chef, she recommends Element as part of the postpartum recovery, and I really think it has helped me so much. It prevents and eliminates these common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. When you sweat, you lose sodium, up to 7 grams a day for athletes. Not replacing it can lead to cramps and fatigue. Element steps in to keep you at your best. So let's talk about the flavors. Element's tasty options can be your secret cocktail mixer and are actually so delicious. If you're ready to upgrade your hydration game, give Element a try. Visit drinkelement.com slash coffee and see why it's become a must-have for so many, including us. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. That is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash coffee. This deal is only available through my link, so you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash coffee. Element offers no questions asked refunds. It's totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. The Lord has changed the lives of so many, including mine. So take a second and think if you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one. That is sadly the reality of so many people around the world. Sharing that hope and peace with others is something that is so close to my heart. And that is why I wanted to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country on earth and they're seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing that they're missing, 
a Bible in their own language. One missionary said, we found so many people reading their Bibles, so please continue praying for us. We still need more Bibles to distribute. So friends, let's meet that need. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals for 15 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive one of my very own Coffee with Kaylee mugs. Simply text Kaylee to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text Kaylee to 71326, that's K-A-I-L-E-Y to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash Kaylee. Message and data rates may apply, available to U.S. addresses only. So basically, I mean, I worked with high school and college students for, I mean, truly over a decade. And um, I always, my high school girls, when they were graduating, I wanted to give them a book to help them with you know, to prepare them for college. And the stuff out there was fine, but it was either The Naked Roommate, which is still honestly probably number one, um, which is totally just from a secular point of view, which is, it has great advice in it. Or there's Christian ones that are like so Christianese, <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to say any of the titles because that's rude. <laughs> but basically, like, I, I wouldn't want to read that book. Mm-hmm. And so I kept going, there's got to be something out there that's like rooted in Christian values, rooted in biblical principles, but not like, so in your face that someone who isn't sure about what they believe would be offended by it or it would just be plain unhelpful. And yeah. I wanted to give, I wanted to have like real, honest, practical advice, but like with this, you know, underlying foundation of like God loves you and he sees you and he has a plan for you and he's not mad at you. And he, you know, like, yeah. Anyway, so um, after many, many years of mentoring high school and college girls, I finally went, I think I'm just going to write this book myself. And thankfully, there was an agent and publisher out there that thought, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you should write this book. And I think, um, you know, you're, anyway, so it is the top 52, like, most common questions for college girls and kind of my answer and just really all the conversations I've had over years and years and years and years with different college women. And so anyway, good. I love it. It's like having a big sister in a book, basically. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I wish everyone had a Hannah, and like, you can't. Maybe if you're not even in college, you should read the book. Well, was, I had a I had a focus group help me with the subtitle, and some of them were in college, but a lot of them were like late twenties, and they were like, I mean, honestly, like, 48 <laughs> out of 52 of these questions all really apply to me today. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot just about who are you, what do you believe, what are you going to do with it, you know? Yeah, purpose. Yeah, like, what has God called you to? It's yeah. so good. Relationships. So good. I just love that you found a way to do what you're passionate about while being a parent. And like, I'm so inspired by that and inspired by you because what was it last two years ago? You're like, I'm going to go to seminary, guys. And I was like, what? This is amazing. (laughs) I was like, mostly selfishly, I was like, I can't wait to learn vicariously (laughs) through you. Like, be my spark notes. Teach me what you learn, which if you don't follow Hannah, you should because she does go on there, do reels of like different things. I tried to. And there's some like funny stuff too, like the people baptizing in beer. That one cracked me up. People got so mad about that. Yeah. The internet is a wild place. People get so (laughs) angry about the funniest things. But yeah, there was a town in Norway 
where they were baptizing people in beer because there was a water shortage. And the Pope at the time had to like write a decree saying, if you've been baptized in beer, it wasn't legit. <laughs> it doesn't count. Because in the Catholic Church, like you have to be baptized a certain way. And yeah. anyway, they're like, it doesn't count, you know, so like, sorry about it. But anyway, so I, I just kind of told the story with a few, <laughs> few more details and basically was like, what do you think? You know, do you think yeah. Jesus is cool with being baptized in beer, they had a water shortage. It's right. not like they were just trying to be ridiculous or yeah. something. Um, anyway, and of course, people were all over the map. Uh, you know, God bless them. <laughs> but That's you can keep them. Like, That's um, what I keep saying. Lord bless them, but you can keep them. <laughs> you know, I, but it's awesome. Like, what are some of your favorite, like, has anything been like, oh, wow, I totally changed my. Mm. You're so biblically sound. Thank you to a raising guy, uh, Michael, Michael Easley. Easley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyler used to always be like, I know you haven't, because I mean, seminary has kind of always been on my like lifelong plan, but um, Tyler would be like, you basically already have a master's in yes. like Bible study. You do. Because Dr. Michael easily raised you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of. I mean, yes, but also no. Um, so one of the big things for me, I think theology, we think of it just as something that's like for the pros, for the professionals. It's hard. It's scary or it's like in the nitty gritty of stuff. And the truth is that theology is just the study of God and this, like, what do we think about God? How has he revealed himself to us? But this is the big thing for me. Theology must, if you're doing theology, the purpose of theology is not for you to learn stuff, for you to argue your point better than someone else's. Theology done right should lead you to worship God, to love him more deeply and to love other people more fully. Like, Mm. That is the point of theology. And I think that's the point of the Christian life. Like everything we do should be leading us to worship God, to love him more and to love others more. Yeah. But yours just has a lot of studying that yeah. goes yeah. with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It does. But it like does. you have three kids under seven, under, under five. Five. Five and under. under five. Yeah. I said seven. Yeah. Like I know that's my nieces and nephews. Age, age of Isaac. <laughs> just because we were talking to Kristen we earlier. <laughs> the child that I am pregnant with at the moment is the 16th grandbaby in our family. And it's real hard to keep up with ages, yeah. birth. I, I Listen, gave up on birthdays long I mean, ago. Yeah. Long ago. I didn't honestly ever try. I'd be like, Tyler, they're your nieces and nephews. <laughs> so They are yours it's, also. They are. They are. But there were a lot when I came in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You went from zero to how many? Do you even know? 11 maybe. Something like well, that. it would just be whatever seven it is minus plus our kids. three. No, so it would be ten. There were ten yeah. nieces and nephews. No, actually, technically eleven because Molly was born before we got married. Okay, what well, we were dating when Molly got married. I mean, hello, <laughs> <laughs> we were dating when Molly was born. When Molly was born, yeah, yeah. You you came straight into like a big old big old family. Yeah, yeah. Tyler was really worried about me being able to handle the chaos <laughs> of the Seymour clan, <laughs> and is. we today joke. I'm like. Interesting how the tables turn, isn't it, <laughs> my darling husband? Because <laughs> um, you're a pro and Tyler's the one that's like, I don't know if I want to get together. Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, it's not that I'm a pro. I think I've just learned kids, have, kid, man, having kids changed me. Yeah. And so I think I've been able to just be a lot more flexible, a lot more, um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's just fine. No, I want to know. Tell me the ways that kids change you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, really tangible ways, like before I would go to bed every night, I would vacuum like the main living area, like wipe down all the countertops, clean the sink, sweep and vacuum all of the like main floors, 
get, and obviously like dishes in the dishwasher running, like <laughs> no dishes in the I'm sink. I'm telling you, Tyler and Hannah have their lives like, together on a level that we aspire to. The blankets are folded. The throw pillows are like everything looks picture yeah. perfect. And then I can go to sleep. Um, yeah. Children. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I still do a reset before I go to bed every night. It's not as extensive. It's like, that's good enough. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not everything I just said, like one of those things happens, but it's generally picked up. But I mean, when you have three kids, my house looks like a hurricane blew through <laughs> it from about 530 a.m. until about 8 p.m. every day. And I've just had to learn to be OK with it. And, and I think that like physical example is my whole life. <laughs> like, like, I just have to be okay with everything kind of being in chaos. Yeah. Um, it's all going to be okay. It, it's it's learning to keep the main thing the main thing. It's learning to, like, decide what is my number one priority of today. Like, when I'm with my kids, my priority isn't a clean house. Like, that mm. would be nice. But I want to be present with my kids. And really, I think I figured out lately, like, I just want to show my kids Jesus. And so, like, as a two, four, and five-year-old, that just looks like giving them my undivided attention and loving them and responding to their needs. But like, that's my goal when I'm with my kids, not keeping my house clean. Yeah. I really want my house to be clean. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I will say on the days that I do live like Tyler and Hannah, it is when Russ is gone more uh -huh. because I think it feels more chaotic in waking up knowing and maybe it's also because I know no one's going to do it for Because right. <laughs> normally it's he does. Me. Yeah. yeah. And, but waking up to a clean kitchen counter. Oh, it's everything. Is, it, it's astonishing what it does to my mental yes. state. Yes. And a lot of times I'm like, I'm just too tired or whatever, and I'll go to sleep. And then I wake up in that day. I think we just don't realize how it triggers into chaos mm -hmm. and immediately. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, we always aspire to be on Tyler and Hannah's level of, of, <laughs> put together truly because it's like you guys live such a beautiful life of <laughs> like you have your meals planned and you cook at home yeah. most of the time yeah. and you're working out at five in the morning it's like all the things that I'm like wow I should really do that <laughs> you guys are doing <laughs> sometimes and it's also I mean uh one of my really good friends is always like Hannah's the most high capacity she has everything together <laughs> I'm like you know that's not true because you she lives right down the street from me I'm like my four-year-old ends up on your front porch ringing your doorbell at 8 a.m. What What about that? And it's PJs. What about that insinuates that I have everything in control and that I'm that high capacity? You know what I mean? Like When like, Pax has gone like, rogue. Like, like literally. Like Pax is, he's gone. He's he's walked out of my house. I don't know. He's, it's like totally inappropriate to ring someone else's doorbell at 8 a.m., you know? Anyway, um, all that to say, I think everyone chooses their things. And, yeah. you know, we have ours. We do like to live a certain way. I would imagine this would this would be my like being married to Russell. It'd be more like life's just like there's just more fun to be had than like to clean the kitchen. Yeah, counter. no, for sure. Like, there's just and there's there always is. like probably something random happening yes. that I would just get sucked into. I would imagine. So like, yeah, like <laughs> Tyler and I are just we're both so regimented and scheduled that it's like there's no one to like throw us off course. Yeah, but if I was married to someone different, I would imagine. Yeah, it'd be it'd be harder. Yeah, to it's be like regimented. last night we went for a walk after Remy woke up from his nap and we were invited in by two different sets of neighbors 
And we we actually didn't do the first one because they were like, we're having tacos. And Russ was like, margaritas. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, we if we go in there, first of all, we we'll just never ate. Come out. Yeah, we just <laughs> ate. Yeah. And we'll never come out. And then we had already told another neighbor we were coming. I was like, we cannot mind you, it's like almost seven. Yeah. Like yeah. you, your kids are already it's in like the bath. bath time. Yeah. We're we're contemplating a margarita with a neighbor. Yes. I'm not obviously yeah. pregnant, but he is. Yes. That's us. And I'm like, we didn't get home till like eight something. Getting yeah. him down was terrible yeah. because he was past tired. Yes. And we did that to ourselves. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was fun, but then it was chaos. And yes. I'm like, we it's <laughs> it is really hard for us to do the nighttime. I'm like, I almost need to set an alarm to mm-hmm. get us going well he also naps currently it's great but he naps from like one sometimes we have to wake him up at five yeah and so then he's not ready to go no, down go to bed till 9 p.m probably no, right so then we're eating dinner late you know yeah. we just we are not on a schedule like i don't y'all. know i think that goes back to what you were saying earlier though about like the lord like equipping you to the calling that he has for you yeah and i mean you true. literally posted a video of remy on instagram the other day of like remy like so excited that the tour bus was pulling up and he was about to get in and like remy just loves bu- bus yeah, life and whatever he does and i'm watching it and i'm going like that doesn't show the lord doesn't give you all that you need to equip you for his calling i don't know what does right. you know like he literally like it's not just you and russ like remy and this next yeah. baby like all of your kids are called to this too f- for at least 18 years of their life yeah and um and like even the fact that yeah god put that in remy like i just love that so anyway then the so, road dog so like why be so scheduled when tour life is oh yeah there is a schedule to tour life but it's not it's no. irregular it's an irregular schedule yeah. so it's like why why bother? that's true that's true but i can admire i can admire, can admire here. But why bother <laughs> but you you even recently you've got more both of you like you're doing your workout things you're yeah. really like for those of us who are trying <laughs> aspiring to be like y'all like what was the shift for you and like what are you doing what are you loving what's working for you guys for working out or just for like making decisions in life all of it oh gosh okay because I feel like it bleeds into one another right like okay so I started seminary in 2022 yeah it's only been over a a little bit over a year and it was like before then easily is my youngest she had just turned one and I had like kind of been working out trying to, you know, get back in shape, whatever that means after having a baby. Right. And, uh, but I started seminary and I literally told a friend who had just finished her PhD. I'm like, when did you work out when you were doing your PhD? And she like started laughing and I'm like, I guess I'm just not going to work out for two and a half years. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't understand when I'm supposed to do this. Like I'm already waking up in the 5 a.m. hour to do seminary. And then I, I do my coursework also after my kids go to bed. Like I'm burning the candle at both ends. There's right. literally not time to do it. And I truly can't really tell you what this shift was. I think I just realized I enjoy working out. Working out is a way that I take care of myself and my body. I mean, well, a huge shift was I realized through a whole nother long story that I won't go into. My whole life, I've exercise and dieted to punish myself. Mm. And most of us do that. We exercise, even thinking about like a workout, what makes a good workout? It's that you left it all on the gym floor. There's sweat everywhere. You're exhausted. You've beaten yourself like that was a good workout. No, let's work out to make ourselves feel good. Like movement makes you feel good, makes your body feel better. And so, and same with eating, like 
oh, no carbs or keto life or paleo. Or <laughs> Hannah and it, Russ do have this yeah, in common. They yeah. love a good kick. It's like a sickness. It's really what it is. <laughs> Hannah's but, like, I'm doing juicing. Or like, I'm doing, like, what, yeah. yeah, I would like walk in the house and Russ is like, what diet are we doing now? <laughs> ah, like, I'm ready. Um, so again, you know, it's like, oh no, I was dieting to punish myself because I didn't like how I looked. That's horrible. Horrible. Or we can choose to eat however you want to eat in order to make yourself feel good. Like, and I don't mean like you eat the cupcake because that makes you feel good. No, it's like, actually, if I binge on cupcakes, I don't feel good. Or like, I am very lactose uncomfortable. So (laughs) ice cream really doesn't make me feel good. And like learning, yeah, I'm just going to say no to that ice cream. I realized like not working out for two and a half years was not actually taking care of myself. And again, not because I need to punish myself because I don't like how I look, but like, I want to do things that make me the best version of me. I want to like one of my things is like I want to be who God created me to be no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a I mean, three kids, five and under like that's a yeah. season. Um, and so anyway, something in me just switched. And I went, I've got to figure out how to do this. And so I, I mean, I work out 20 minutes a day. That's it. 20 minutes a day, six days a week. For me, that's more manageable than like working out for, you know, an hour, two days a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I don't, I guess. But when you're not going so hard, then to me, the, truthfully, the biggest deterrent about working out is washing my hair. Oh, yeah. So I really don't wash my hair very often. Yeah. So like, yeah. So so if you're doing like more of a low, I think this yeah. would work for me is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you're doing more of a low key thing that you're like dry shampoo will do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm never dripping sweat. Yeah. Truly never, ever. I don't run anymore. I don't do because running to me is punishing myself. I don't yes. do. Some people love to run. That's great. You Good do for you. you. Yeah. But yeah. Like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The sleep routine in this house lately has been very important. <laughs> I love my kids, but mama is counting down to that bedtime wind down. So currently our hatch restore starts our bedtime routine each night and it triggers our whole bedtime program. Hatch restore is a device that helps you build a consistent bedtime and morning routine so you can prioritize rest and sleep better. Hatch teaches your body when it's time to sleep or wake with light and sound cues. Set up your bedtime routine with meditations and sleep sounds or let Hatch entertain you to sleep. If you don't have kids that wake you up, which I do, but Hatch can wake you up gently with a sunrise alarm. You can set it so that the light comes on first and then your personalized alarm sound comes on 15 to 30 minutes later. Great sleep can be learned with the Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep and they have a 60-night money-back guarantee. So you can try it for yourself risk-free. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash CWK. But right now, they are matching their Black Friday Cyber Monday on-site sale so you can get $40 off and free shipping with my link, hatch.co slash CWK. That's hatch.co slash CWK to get $40 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CWK. Well, tell them, tell them what you are liking in the overworking out. Yeah. So Tyler and I drank the Kool-Aid. It's called Mind Pump. It's, <laughs> it's the number one fitness uh, podcast in the world. Um, they record so many episodes every week. Uh, but anyway, they have this whole program. So you can buy all these different, you know, workout programs and strength training. So it's not, it's not hit. It's not 
cardio. It's not, it's, it's weights. And so yeah. we have a home gym and I go into our garage for 20 minutes a day every morning and yeah. I like lift big old big boy weights and wow. I love it. And you look great. Well, thank you so well, much. You but know, I, I mean, on the perks. I love it. And it's changed my, again, I'm not like I have to be dripping sweat for it to have counted or like wanting to die at the end for it to have counted. Also, when you strength train, you visibly see your gains. I don't mean on your body. Like, you know, I used to only be able to curl eight pounds 20 times. Well, now I can curl. Mm. At, you know, like you you can literally measure how you're gaining strength. And that was a huge mind shift for me, too, of going, I'm not going to worry about the scale. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about like I'm not going to like, you know, criticize my body. My goal is to gain strength because I want to be a 55-year-old who can do pull-ups. Yeah. I want to be a strong mom. Like, I'm going to be an old mom. (laughs) (laughs) I turned 39 this year, and my oldest is five, and my baby is two. Like, I'm going to be an older mom. And so I want to be a mom that has, like, strength, that is fit, that is active. So, anyway. This is totally off track. But I thought this the other day that I was like, you know what? As older moms, because I plan on having them all the way up to 40, you know? Yeah. Part of that is like a deception on age, I think, that yeah. it'll make us seem younger. younger. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you meet someone. I met someone the other day at a, at a festival. He was driving us in the cart to wherever we were at to catering. And he was like, I have a 17-year-old. And I immediately was like, whoa. Mm. He like aged him up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? On the perks of having him later, maybe it'll make us seem, <laughs> make mm-hmm. us seem uh-huh. younger. Except for when we're in a class with like a 23-year-old mom <laughs> with a sit. That's the thing. It's like my, yeah. my child's starting kindergarten. So I'm, you know, 39. But there's going to be like a 24-year-old mom yeah. in that class too. And that's yeah. when you're like, ooh, yeah. Ooh. I've lived, you don't even know all of the like pop culture references that I grew up with. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a vast age difference. Yeah. If you don't know My Little Pony, we're going to have a problem right. here. Right. Um, okay, something I know the answer to, but I want everyone else to hear. Okay, great. Will you be a classroom mom? Oh, no. Yes. But is that what you thought I would say? Yeah, absolutely. And I want you to tell us why. <laughs> um, so I think the older I've gotten, here's the deal. This is real, real. Uh, do I think I would be a killer class mom? You would crush yes. it. Yes. Do I th- honestly don't like don't tell anybody this like I think I probably would do it better than anybody else that's not true there are some women I'd be like yeah she's better than me um but I don't want to yeah and I think the older I've gotten the more I've learned to figure out like what do I want right now what do I want to do and then I have to say no to literally everything else even if it's in my skill set even if it serves someone um that doesn't mean we're not, like, I believe we were put on this earth to serve people. So I'm yeah. not saying we don't serve others. But it's like, there are a thousand reasons to say yes. And honestly, there's like three to say no. Mm. And I think often we say no if we just, you know, it's not in our skill set or, you know, and we just physically can't do it or it's like such a huge inconvenience we couldn't say yes. But, but a lot of times I think we need to say no when we just know it's not serving like the purpose of what we're going after at that moment. And does it, it, it could even be a yes later. I mean, there are several things I've said no to this year that I thought, man, Lord, like, I really hope you give me the opportunity to say yes to that next year. That's so good. But you can't do everything. And again, because my, my friend Kristen always be like, she's so high capacity. I'm like, no, I just choose a very like select number of things to do. And I say yes. And I am a hundred percent into those things mm-hmm. that I say yes to. But you have to say no. You have to say no more than you say yes. And you have to look at why you're saying yes. 
to a lot of things yes. too. Is it like for me, if I was going to be the room mom, I, I would be doing it to impress other moms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it to actually spend the time with your own kid and like foster their relationships and yes. be there. Yes. That is that is the person who should be doing it. Right. And those are the people I think that end up doing it. Right. And I'm so thankful for that. Yes. But I personally, I'm like, I can't do this just to impress. Or for me sometimes, for because our life, we're so absent. Like mm-hmm. he's in a little mom's day out and he missed like over a month straight <laughs> like last year. And I'm like, well, I don't want them to think I don't care. You know, so like we're going to overly show up when we are in town. Yeah. And yeah. no. Right. No. Like it's, he's, does he get excited that I'm there? Could he take or leave that I'm there? For sure. Right. right. <laughs> he's right. like, wow, I honestly think he behaves worse if I'm there. Because oh, he's like showing off and being uh-huh. like rebellious with his little friend. I'm uh-huh. like, you will not be the rebel in this group. But yeah. I do know our DNA courses through yeah. your reins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fully prepared for whatever path we take here. But we, yeah, it's like. Why, why are you doing mm-hmm. what you're doing is what mm-hmm. I have to ask myself. Like, am I doing this because it's going to fill me up or mm-hmm. am I doing this to fill someone else up? Mm-hmm. Is this relationship reciprocal? Yeah. Is this relationship healthy or am I catering to their needs? Is there a power dynamic here? Yeah. Is there, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions about your yeses, at least the busier you get. Yes. And for you, what I'm so inspired by is like you're saying yes to yourself in so many spaces mm. that like your yes to other people is so significant. Like every time we hang out, you ask the most poignant questions yeah. of anyone I know because you're not running on E. Yeah. You mm. know, and we usually are. And so when you're around, you ask like, well, how did that really make you feel? Or is what's filling you up right now? Or Honestly, I'm going to make you have a whole segment on here of of just like good questions. You've never asked me, how are you? And if you do, it is like, no, but but how how are are you? you? Yeah. Yeah, It's not like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Where you can tell they don't mean it or it's never, ever been like that. Yeah. That's funny. I don't, I wouldn't say it's because I'm not on E. I mean, I try not to be on E. Like I try very hard not to be on E. I think it's more, I just, I'm like, I don't have time for small talk. And that's like, Mm. and again, it's like just not my priority. Like I don't. If I'm going to be with people, I want to be with people. And I want to walk away knowing, like, their cup was filled up, my cup was filled up. Like, yeah. let's make this time matter and not just, like, putts around. Like, life's just too short to just, like, yeah. not get into it. Like, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're one of the people that we get to get in with, yeah, to yeah. it with. You yeah. know, like, you're such a safe place for us. Same with Tyler. And like, we just, I feel like every time we get together, we just, un, you, it's invited, but we're like, here is everything yeah. because there, we haven't seen anyone we know or trust right. or whatever the reason may be, your good questions <laughs> that get us to be like, here's all of our vulnerability on the table. This is what's going on. Yeah. And it's also because we really respect what you have to say. Mm, thanks. You know, like there's. There's a lot of people in our lives that we love, but I'm like, well, I wouldn't parent how you're parenting, but that's totally, fine. Totally. And that is totally fine. But I'm not going to ask advice yeah. here. I'm going to yeah. ask y'all or yeah. how do I get a little more type A? You know, <laughs> like I understand our life. It's not even type B. Like, what is there a Z? You know, is there just like an off the charts, go with the flow. But like we could use, like it's good for us. And the yeah. days that Russ has, like is the most productive. He's worked out. He had his coffee. He got up early. He's yeah. doing all the things that y'all do. 
And that is when he thrives. And I would love to experience that yeah. at some point. <laughs> I would love to give that a go. I think you will. But I also think, like, you're currently pregnant. Yeah. You have a two, almost three-year-old. Like, you, like, I wasn't doing my life right now. I could not have done in the season that you are currently in. And, like, I joke. Like, I'm like, I was pregnant for five years. Like, that's how it yeah. feels. I had, I had— We do need to talk about how close had, your kids are. I actually are. had three kids in three and a half years. So I really—like, I was pregnant for three and a half years. I feel like I was pregnant for 17, you know? It was <laughs> the longest three and a half years of my life. But that said, like, again, going back to you, you have to know what you can say yes to and know what you need to say no to. And so— mm. I mean, I never would be doing the stuff I'm doing now. No way. Like, and I, I, That's so I think, I think Thank you, you have to recognize the seasons that you're in. We can't compare ourselves to other people. We have to give ourselves grace in the season that we're in. Like, there's a quote I pulled up just the other day to share with a friend who's about to become a first-time mom. And it's something like, you've never been this version of yourself before. Mm. Like, so give yourself grace. Like, you have to remember, even today, like, I've never been this version of myself today. I don't know, you know, um, yeah. or parenting my five and a half year old. You know, sometimes I'm like, buddy, I'm sorry. Like I messed up. I've never parented a five and a half year old before. I'm learning just like you're learning to be a five and a half year old. Like mm. this is just part of our dynamic. We get to learn together. Um, but I think there's a lot of times we just need to recognize like this is just a season. I can give myself grace in this season. Let's not compare myself to other people, especially that are not in the exact same season that I'm in. Yeah. Um, but even like how hard is that to find someone in your exact season and your in exact circumstances? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you there's can't. Not, yeah. You're, you are a unique person. Your life is a unique life. That's uh, so why I saved the best for last over here. <laughs> and I'm just excited for y'all to go on the journey with us. Isn't she the best? I cannot believe this was the last episode of the season. I can't believe it. I can't thank you guys enough for every listen and share and spending all of your coffee dates with me and for bearing with this girl's pregnancy brain for a whole 12 episodes. I hope you guys have the best holiday season with your people. I love you and I'm going to miss you, but we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>